All right, guys, here we go. Nordy's podcast. Big time sportscast for you guys today. We're going to be talking Twins, Wild, the T-Wolves move up in the lottery. They get that number one overall pick. The Vikings have COVID. Things are getting crazy. Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Very good, man. I'm doing really, really well. This is the very prestigious 401st episode. So we decided to press on, a even land- after that milestone. A landmark that we have been waiting for forever, 401, will be remembered forever. Yep. Yeah, so Let's here knock we go. Knock it out. Sportscast, can't wait, lots to talk about. But before we jump into the sportscast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe on Podbean, Podcast App, and Spotify, and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or device each and every week. Also, while you're at it, go back, check out our 400th episode. Lots of fun was had. What a great episode. And check out our newest podcast on the Nord East Podcast podcast network. network it's official it's called ppp the purple pride podcast minnesota vikings podcast with uh me and my brother adam eric and adam so go check it out you guys are a great duo we're gonna be That's on fun. once a week just breaking down minnesota vikings you're doing this you guys. you're committing to every week every week for the whole oh season God. for the whole so, season ah okay for the whole viking so during season. the viking season people are getting not one not two but three Nordy's podcast. Yeah, and we we will still touch on Vikings on this podcast, but we're gonna like nerd. You're nerd now in depth out about the Vikings analysis on the other one. So it's just more podcasts for you guys who need more content. If you love the Vikings as much as we do, check out that podcast as well. And I agreed with most of your takes. I'm glad. The only one I didn't agree with was your your little lukewarm on Justin Jefferson, but we can talk about that another week. I. Like Justin Jefferson, I know I you just, like him. I just when I look you at made his, f- you made fun of his knees. Or when like I look the way at Justin, Justin Jefferson's legs, we don't have to talk. They about They look it, like my legs, and that worries me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, why does he have the same legs as me? Your, I'm not a pro athlete. They're your legs in like a like phenomenally tuned athletic body. <laughs> no, no, I, I get it. I just when I plus look, you'd average four yards a carry with the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> yeah. line, so they'd be I, lucky to have your legs. Now that I know I, I have Justin <laughs> Jefferson's legs, I feel confident. Yeah, about you're, it. You're, you're even maybe four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we have a really wild beer in front of us. What are we drinking here for this show? Well, and, and the brewery itself is even kind of poking fun at it. Yeah. It says, a beer, question mark, by Blackstack. This is, uh, are you there, God? It's me, Guava. Um, this Great is name. a, let's see, a triple Guava smoothie sour, and it is all of those things. It's big, and it's beautiful. It is like a gorgeous pink color. And, and I think it's a beer. You Whatever. What is a beer? You can call it's it changing every day. I think this is so tasty. I love it. I, I agree. I think this is really good. It's it definitely tastes more like a what are those those fruit things we got from Fair State, like the slushies. The slushies. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of bordering on that, but it's really tasty. I can see the little specks of vanilla in it. <laughs> yeah, which or is fruit. very cool, yeah. like real vanilla. Love it. All right, guys, we are jumping back into the starting lineup, which makes me feel good. Me too. A little nostalgic. Haven't had the starting lineup in a long time because there hasn't been enough sports going on. <laughs> Haven't needed it. 
But we are back with the starting lineup, and we're starting with the Minnesota Vikings finding out that maybe, just maybe, they have 12 positive COVID tests. Oh, okay. Now, That's a lot. Now, I, at the time that we're recording this, we still don't have all the information. Um, after weeks of no positive COVID tests, the NFL was hit with like a ton of them from eight different teams in eight different states. The Vikings, the Packers being some of those teams. Um, supposedly, the Vikings had like eight players, a coach, and three staff members test positive. Now, there is some um, debate about this because they all came from the same testing lab in New Jersey. All of the positive tests, I believe, did. Okay. And there is some question to as if if they were actually positive or some other like cross contamination. Somebody else happened. in the I think in the NBA or something had a false positive. Yeah, that's and what so, they're saying. This might be. Yeah. So they don't know for sure, um, but they are obviously holding these people away as a precaution until they actually know. So we don't know who was or what happened here, but. Hopefully, we'll have more information next week. This is something for you guys at home to be following the story, see what is actually going on. Next up, the Twins. Eight. They don't have COVID, but damn, they're banged up. Pitcher is dropping like flies. Uh, Josh Donaldson is never going to play for the team. Uh, it's neither with Homer Bailey. He just got put on the 45-day IL. Uh, what is going on with the Twins, and how are they still continuing to win most of their games? I mean, they hit a bunch of home runs, and their bullpen's pretty solid. And that's a pretty good recipe. Like if you can get the lead and hold it, right. um, I know, you know, things have been, things were a little shaky today with Taylor Rogers, but I think overall every day with Taylor Rogers, it's crazy. Cause he was our, like by far and away best reliever last year. And now he looks like he doesn't know where the strike zone is or he's not healthy. Not he sure what's like going he has on. No confidence. Yeah. It, which is really strange because last year he would go in like with bases loaded and nobody out and just strike out the side and not even break a sweat. So it's kind of strange, um, but we've had like multiple bullpen games where the bullpen is actually, you know, started and finished the game where they have like five different pitchers pitch for the entirety of the game. Including so, today. Today was another bullpen game, so they could set up for the Cleveland series so we could have Barrios and Hill and Odorizzi okay. um, ready to go. So um, I, the hitting's coming around, like Miguel Sano is up to six home runs and Eddie Rosario is up to seven. Yeah, and his, his, like they did like the first 12 and the last 12 games or something from him, and he his like average is like almost 500 now, all well, at least for this period, of sure, long all, period. All he's hitting is like doubles and home runs. Like he's just mashing the ball. Yeah. Um, and I think just some uh, some some timely you know hitting with runners in scoring position. It also helps even playing like crappy teams. It also helps when you have Nelson Cruz on your team. Nelson Cruz has been Holy crushing. Um, kind of goes without saying. Kepler's not doing that well. Buxton's hurt. Buxton um, was doing great, just like he does every year, three times a year. He heats up. He starts looking like the player we all thought he was going to be, and then he gets injured. And then he has like a random like a bone nobody's ever heard of is broken in his body from you know. Uh, this time it wasn't from like crashing in the wall. Like it's just, you know, lack of spring training for a lot of these guys really, really did hurt their overall fitness. Cause they didn't really get a chance to get warmed up. Like they didn't get to like build on their, um, on their fitness. So, but we're not the only team dealing with this. Like there's right. lots of teams. I mean, if, if, if you're a fantasy baseball owner, um, it's not very, fun. you're going to have like four or five guys on the IL at any given time. It just sucks right now. So, um, a lot of pitchers also like shutting themselves down, just, don't feel this season's worth it. Probably thinking like, I wish I would have opted out, but I wanted money. So I played anyway and probably shouldn't have. Okay. Um, but I don't know. We got a big series against Cleveland. I think we have like a two game lead or a one and a half game lead. 
um, with a three-game series coming up against Cleveland. So um, with only like 20-something games left, I don't know how many are left, but like 25. I we're about I we have 30 so. games left. Yeah, I think, I, think it's, 20, I think it's less than that. I think we're 20 and we're either 19 and 10 or 20 and 10 as of today. Yeah, and how many games are there? 60. Okay. Yeah, so we're like right at that halfway point. So, okay, fair enough. So, you know, these games against Cleveland like really matter. Yes. Like big time. Because if, if we get swept, they're going to be in first place. I mean, I know the playoffs are expanded this year, uh, but um, this is a this is a big series coming up. So, um, kind of a big deal. Twins yeah. are 19 and 10, one and a half games up on the Indians who are 17 and 11. There we Critical go. games ahead. Critical games. So um, it's kind of a fun season, but it's also weird. And like we lose games we shouldn't. But um, I think they're just like more under the microscope. Like you, you lose a random game to Kansas City in a 162 game season. You're like, eh, whatever, bad day at the office. We'll come back tomorrow. But now it's like you guys can't throw these games away. You know, yeah. I mean, we well, got crushed. Triple the value. Yeah, we got crushed a couple times by the Brewers. So um, every time you drop a game, it's like dropping a series. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it's it's a weird season so far. I want to say I'm enjoying it, but it's also like when we're we have to do a bullpen game like every fourth game. That's not a good sign. I like, I'm excited about them because they seem to win all of them. Uh, true, it, it, it's having success, but then you're also tiring out your bullpen. Like, but who knows? Uh, speaking of the baseball IL, Tom Brenneman, baseball announcer, goes on uh, goes on with some hot Mike hate speech. And uh, might hot be, Mike hate speech. Yeah, and, that's perfect. And might be ending his uh, career uh, sooner than he thought. Just a strange story. So he's caught in a hot mic. He said, um, well, I guess I won't repeat what he said. But he was like... The Australian word for cigarette. Kansas City. Capital yeah, of the world. Kansas City, capital of, that, you know, that. F, the F capital of the world. Um, and then I think the more interesting thing is that he, he realizes right away that what he just said was broadcast. And then he continues on with the play-by-play. So he's kind of doing this spiel of like, I don't know if this is the last time I'll be wearing these headset or or what my career may look like if I work here or at a different place. But, well, uh, we have a home run to left. <laughs> he just, it's surreal. The audio is so weird. You just see this guy's life crumbling. And then I thought the, the apology was such bullshit. Like... That's not who I am. That's, That's exactly not, who you yeah, are. Then why did you say it? Yeah. That <laughs> is 100% who you are. It's my favorite thing. You are who you are when nobody's watching or you don't think anyone's watching. Right. Yeah, yeah, That's yes. who you are. That's the best yes. example of who you are. What he meant to say is that's not... I didn't want people to know who I am. Right. I didn't want to get caught. That's... Yeah, that wasn't ever supposed to be out. I can't promise you that um we've never made a mistake but i can tell you that when we we uh don't believe that we're being recorded or we're not being recorded that we're not using hate speech we can at least say that i can promise you that and so that's why i have no sympathy unless we're talking about unai emery then you use hate speech (laughs) (laughs) unless we're talking about tottenham hotspur um all right guys uh next up the epl season which we'll dive a little more into soccer in a little bit it just ended. It ended what two weeks ago? Yes, and now uh, next weekend preseason game. Next weekend <laughs> we have the Community Shield between Jim's Liverpool and Eric's Arsenal. So Good that's luck. the winner of the league and the FA Cup that play each other in the okay. Community Shield. And, and this does not count as a. Pre, uh, it's a preseason game. It's for a meaningless trophy. 
I mean, both teams will well, play. Then you're gonna win it. A, both teams will play a bunch of kids. Okay. They're gonna play all of your promising youngsters and the guys who they just need to play a little bit more. Who, like ramp up some who, PT. Some yeah. guys who just like maybe didn't play as much as they would have liked over the summer or coming back from injury. The um, Salas and Van Dykes. And Abominos yeah. are not going to be playing in this game. And would be my guess. You will not be able to watch it unless you have like you pay for LFC TV or <laughs> ESPN Eight Plus that costs forty bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these. I, I couldn't believe how hard it was to find the, the Champions League. Spoiler: We're going to talk about it. But dude, I had to. I have like a lot of channels and a lot of services. I pay a shit ton in entertainment. And I had to watch it on like a low def Univision in Spanish. Yeah, so standard def. That's low def to me. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. Come on. So, yes, so this game right, is going to be def. on ESPN Plus. Okay, well that's cool. So if you have ESPN Plus, um, if you don't have ESPN Plus, just bundle it with your Spotify and your Disney Plus. Is that what it is? Yeah, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. thirteen dollars a month, and you get all three or something. Okay, or is what? it Hulu? It's Hulu, Hulu yeah. Disney Plus, and and uh, ESPN Plus. Okay, sorry, yeah, that's right. not Spotify. They have a Spotify deal too, though. They don't anymore. Oh, all right, never mind. They did though, but gotcha. they don't. Um, yeah, so it's right around the corner, and we're not going to bore you uh, yet with our Premier League talk and predictions for the season. Um, but we are in the midst of transfer crazy transfer season which is completely bonkers it is like the first three days of nba free agency for like three months yeah yeah (laughs) of just rumors and people all over social media everyone knows someone people are looking at what people's siblings are following on social media they literally have people staked out at the airports looking for Who's getting on flights to where? Like agents, managers, people. And they're like, oh, Jurgen Klopp just got on a plane to, you know, to Greece. Yep. They're going to sign the youngster or, you know, or like mm-hmm. something like that. Like, and it, it's just absolutely a shit show. My favorite one was Arsenal was in competition with a bunch of teams to sign a player. Looks like they're going to sign him. He posted a picture on his social media story of him in a car and then that turned into a massive investigation where people were trying to figure out what kind of car it was. And if he was sitting on the left side or the right side, the front seat or the back seat, was he driving? Mm. If he was on this side and he was driving, he was in this country. If he wasn't driving, he was in this country. And then they were looking at weather patterns for time of day that it could have been taken. And oh like it got God. just so crazy. And it's just like that is... You love that stuff, though. No, that that's That's your is, Twitter stuff. That's, that's what's stuff, on Twitter. That stuff is a little much for me mm. because it just can't be proven. You, and you want hear from like the tier one i want to hear like good people telling me these things not like some guy who's internet sleuth my brother is friends with the guy who cuts the people's hair and he says that man united is signing sancho you know like it's just it can't trust that so crazy well now not only that it's also like uh like um callum hudson odoi liked some instagram post from it wasn't kai havertz or anyone we're linked to but it was someone else and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, he liked that photo. Is Chelsea linked to him? Like, and then all of a sudden, like, that's how the rumors start. Like, no, dude, they're all in the same profession and like they're probably friends. Right. And he like follows him and then like liked a picture because he was like on the beach 
It doesn't mean that Chelsea's going to sign this person. So you get some of that stuff in the NBA as well and other leagues. You know, Kevin Durant unfollows someone. Yeah, and with one of because he was salty. Sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Finally, uh, the NBA playoffs heating up. Um, what parts of the NBA playoffs have you most interested, and why isn't it the Eastern Conference? I love the Eastern Conference. I think it's really fun right now. Like I'm, I'm, they're, I've been watching quite. They're a all bit. blowouts. The Celtics swept the Sixers. The Heat are going to sweep the the um, Pacers. The the Bucks, Bucks dropped game one. Dropped game one, and then have just murdered and are going to finish that one in five. Yeah, but that. But I'm already looking forward to the next series. Yeah, That's yeah. Why the, it's exciting. the 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 final four is going to be nice. The Heat versus the Bucks and the Celtics versus the Raptors. But it's the, the Raptors are destroying the Nets. They as did. We speak. It's yeah, over. That it's over. that one's over. So it is literally going to be the fewest wins by the losing teams in the Eastern Conference in the history of basketball. One win. Yeah, that's not great. No, the West, on the other hand, had the Lakers. Um, I believe they're up three-one now um, over Dame Lillard, who put on an absolute show in Game One. That was fun. You have a two-two series between the new star of the league, Luka Doncic, and the um, Clippers. Clippers. Wow, is that series exciting? A little overrated, maybe? I think Luka Doncic... I thought they'd be a favorite. They are the favorites, and literally, Luka has (laughs) turned into (laughs) European LeBron, and it's incredible. It's fun to watch. Dirk Nowitzki 2.0. I mean, his his overtime three-point buzzer beater today was magical. Huge moment. Happy for the dude. It's all very exciting. I wish we had him on our team. You have a great series between Utah and Denver right now. Uh, Utah's up 2-1. to one. They're playing right now in another great game. And the last series is Houston and OKC. So, Which is, I, I like that. It's a lot of old drama there. Yeah, it could be. You literally could have Houston versus the Lakers and Denver versus the Clippers, or who knows? Maybe Dallas wins. Maybe Utah wins. It's gonna be absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's the more fun side of the bracket for now, for sure. But I I like some of the storylines in the the East too. All right, so let's move to the real big story in the NBA, and that's the NBA draft lottery, where the most unlucky team in the history of the draft. And I'm not saying that from anything other than facts, because in their history, they had never, ever, ever moved up in the draft. And in their history, they are negative 15 when it comes to draft movement, which is the worst in the history of basketball. And that's your Minnesota Timberwolves, who moved all the way up to the number one pick in the draft. Um, that was a very nice surprise. I think we had about a 14% chance to get the first. And then we had like 14% chance at second, 14% chance at third. And we had like a 27% chance at like seventh. I mean, it's, we really did get lucky here. That's amazing. I was psyched. Amazing. Amazing. Um, that being said, I keep hearing it's like, this is the non-consensus draft. There isn't like you got to get Zion, you know, or whatever it is. It's just hard because these guys only played half a season. Right. So we missed all of their second halves of their season. We missed them in their conference tournaments. In the March we Madness. We missed them yeah. in March, March Madness. We miss a lot of the workout stuff. There are guys who are going to go like 10th in this draft who could have gone second if they would have had that time. We just so, don't know. So let me play devil's advocate, though, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are guys that catch fire in the tournament. 
and become a little bit more overrated. Tyus like, Jones? Tyus Jones could be one. Um, like Archie Diacono was one for Villanova. Steven Stauskas for Michigan. All guys that were drafted within the top 10. Actually, I don't know if Diacono was, but yeah. he was a, a highly rated pick. Obviously higher than they should have been. And kind of didn't really pan out, but because they had that like phenomenal uh, tournament, they were, were rated much more highly. So I'm not saying that that's a bad thing um because obviously seeing more games from players is is definitely better for scouting uh but at the same time maybe we wouldn't be um overwhelmed by a you know one month performance in like six games where we thought like oh this is this is the man and and it just didn't pan out that way so um maybe less is more in this um the only thing i don't want is lamella ball and i know he's probably a really great player but comes with a lot of baggage and chemistry in the NBA is so important. And I think um, for all of the positive attributes like Lonzo had was also dragged down to the basement by his anchor of a father. Mm -hmm. And I hate everything that Lamar ball represents and it has nothing to do with him being black. I think he is um, ridiculous, overbearing, Mm -hmm. unintelligent, um, silly narcissistic and all of the things that can easily ruin the chemistry in a locker room and for a franchise that's as fragile as the timberwolves that's something we can't have okay all right that's a strong i take. do think though that his son who is the best of the balls left to go play in lithuania maybe to get away from his father and his father's influence and also when was the last time we even heard from lavar ball it's been a minute thank goodness it's well, been a while i think that his kids finally were like get out of our life you're literally harming our careers at this point and like their feet like wearing the the big baller brand shoes were like ruining lonzo's career and he was like switched to nikes and is like "Ah, they pretty much had to just be like dad go away like we can't have you around anymore um so i'm gonna go through just some of the guys i think that they could draft here at number one um the consensus pick right now is anthony edwards he's a 6'5 225 pound shooting guard like slasher who can't shoot threes yet um He's from Georgia. He was a freshman. He a lot of people compare him to Victor Oladipo. Really? Yeah. He's like a big, physical, athletic, slashing, powerful shooting guard who was very inefficient in his half season at Georgia. Plus, SEC basketball is okay. Yeah. I mean, so it's more upside than what's been proven with him. I think you just know that at worst case, he's an inefficient guy who probably scores 18 to 20 points a game we need a little more than that I, i'm not i'm saying worst case yeah right i think at his worst that's what he is um the next guy is probably lamella ball six foot eight point guard um incredible passer i i, I haven't heard this to but, me he's like a bigger more athletic more explosive ricky rubio can, can i ask you a question though you say he's the best of the balls what makes you say that I mean, he just, he was like number one prospect in his age group in high school as well. Yeah. And he went where? To Lithuania. Yeah. Why? He could have went to He's any college he wanted. He's playing with like wanted. adult men and just he did killing his, them. He, he was getting paid to be over there. Big bucks, probably the highest paid player in the league. And there's been a, mul- a bunch of guys the last couple of years who have decided to go play overseas instead of playing in the NCAA, being a professional, playing against guys. I'm not saying it's a good choice. I don't. I don't know if it's a good choice yet. Um, he has been the 
the big star of the family all along. And, mm-hmm. and Lonzo went number two overall. Right. Um, you know, probably too high yes. for what he's been so far. Um, I could imagine LaMelo having all the same shortcomings. He's not a very good shooter. He is a terrible defender. He, like, there's a lot of bad that could happen with LaMelo, and I think everyone is going to be really worried about that. But the kid is 6'8". He's a transcendent passer. He is a very smart player. He is going to be a pick-and-roll nightmare, and he is going to be an absolute liability in, on defense. In, in, <laughs> yes. in Lithuania. Especially on this team. In yeah. Lithuania. Yeah, but, like, but, but I bet you that the Lithuania teams would beat most college teams. I mean, these are like grown men, professional players, hmm. guys who didn't make the NBA, guys, you know, like these are big, strong, tough guys. That's a that's an interesting like comparison. And uh, that would be I'd something be curious. That'd be something that I think we could debate later. But I just I feel like if you're saying these college guys can't be evaluated on a half a season, then I don't think playing in Lithuania is a good litmus test either. No, no, and, and it was a disaster. He was there taking a ton of bad shots. And didn't he get, like, thrown out of a couple games, too? Like, yeah, he's a disaster. Like, bad there. attitude. and uh, He's a huge risk. He is the boomer bust guy in this draft. Um, next up is center James Wiseman. He was uh, the consensus number one pick going into the college season. He played, like, two games, had some flaws. He's a 7-1 center. He's pretty big. He's not too skinny at this point. Um, but he was kind of a disappointment, missed, uh, there was a questions to his eligibility with that Memphis team. I think Penny Hardaway is the coach there. It was a really sketchy situation. He decided to leave college after a few games, declare for the draft. Uh, now what I've heard a lot of people calling for us to draft him, like you put, you put him in center and then you have Carl go out to like a number two and then just kind of slash in. And he, he, dude, Carl shoots a lot of threes, and he's not this amazing rim protector. So I think we still need that. Yeah, that's probably like I just think if that you the said thing quick is, pick. I think I'd go with Wiseman. if Towns is your, if Towns is your center, it means you're going to have a lot of big guys that have to go guard Carl Anthony Towns where they are uncomfortable, and that's why he's so dangerous there. Mm-hmm. I think they should use their second pick to go find the most athletic defensive power forward they can find to pair him with Towns. Just a big... And we do have like four picks in the first so, round or something so crazy. So let, let me ask another silly question. Do we trade down? Like given the fact that the, the top end of this draft seems a little light, if you find a suitor that like really wants LaMelo Ball, like just for the sake of argument, right? do you move back? Like to the fifth pick uh, and, well, and pick up pick up next year's... You know, we don't have a first round pick next year, so that's what I'm saying. So, it, it so we could pick be up, that kind of thing. Yes, I mean, you would, could. You, would you hate that? Like we finally we finally luck into the first pick. Uh, well, I, I guess again, um, but for the second time in however many years, would you be severely disappointed if we traded back to let's say the fifth pick and then we get next year's like lottery pick from yeah. said team? No, I wouldn't. It would be kind of a buzzkill, but it would be okay with me. Like for the long term future of the franchise, I think that would be the best move. But you know, I mean, the the first overall pick doesn't mean that much. Um, in the past four years, we've had four of them on the team, haven't we? I mean, th- let's think about it. We have the one guy that's not in the league anymore, Bennett, Anthony Bennett, got him in a trade. total bust. Yeah, I know, but he was on our team, and we had Wiggins had to desperately get rid of him, uh-huh. and we had Carl Towns, uh-huh. and I guess it was the three. Yeah, right. Three of them. So out of those two, two of them just didn't even work out. 
So, I mean, maybe you do want to do a move like that. Yeah. Or and maybe you can package it up and trade in. I mean, maybe you try to get Booker. Maybe you try to get Ben Simmons or um, Jason Tatum or you're something. Really, you're really killing us on the jumping ahead here. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> the last two ones I'm going to mention, Obi Toppin. He is uh, from Dayton. He was the player of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's 22 and a half. Way too old for the number one pick overall. If we pick him, I riot. <clears throat> the last one is Denny. Avdija, Avdiju, Avdiju, uh, him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he is not from gonna, Israel. Not going to work here anymore. He's a six foot nine small forward from Israel who is playing against a bunch of grown men. He's been like a professional player for a few years. Everyone's going to try to compare him to Vladi, um, Luka Doncic, oh. and that's going to be unfair to him. He is probably a little bit of a project, but he is someone I can imagine some NBA teams are going to completely fall in love with. So it'll be interesting to see where they go. If they don't, though, there is a couple names that I can imagine the Wolves going after. Like you mentioned, Ben Simmons, um, to me, I think is the most likely superstar we could get. Um, The Sixers are crumbling. It's... Seems pretty obvious yeah. Yeah, that Simmons apart. and Embiid cannot play with each other. They don't even want to. They got swept. They're going to fire their coach. Um, you have to imagine we'll at least ask, hey, number one pick, Culver, Akogi, what do you want? Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, bring in Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons, everyone's like, he can't shoot threes. The Wolves wouldn't want him. He can't shoot threes. He is like one of the three to five best defenders in the entire NBA. Who could guard almost any position? He can handle the ball. He is a freak at getting to the hoop. Um, I would love Ben Simmons. I would. Too. I would love I Ben like Simmons. Game. He does. I mean, we go from look, having Jeff not Teague. Everybody does everything. You go from Jeff Teague to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons and D'Angelo uh, Russell. D'Angelo Russell and Cat. Yeah, I'm. And then a couple in Okogi and Culver and like a couple other and like those veteran guys, pieces. Those pieces all develop nicely together. I mean, that could be that could be a big deal. For um, us. Booker. Uh, from the Suns, that is the dream. The three of them are buddies. Booker just signed a max contract and just absolutely tore up the bubble. Yeah, it's so sad, dude. I actually I feel for him so bad. He won all eight games pretty much on his own back, and it still wasn't good enough. That's yeah. rough, man. Yeah. But, you know, they let him in, and they they kind of knew that their fate was not in just their hands and it i would imagine we're not getting Booker. it was dame time no, that's a pipe dream but i think yeah. he's just he would have to force that move i just don't think we have enough uh and, and you know whose fault it is d'angelo russell d'angelo russell <clears throat> screwed over the wolves by selfishly going to the warriors who didn't even want him at the last second when the wolves were desperate for him then forcing us to trade all of our assets away to get him if he would have just signed here in the first place we could have still moved wiggins and two number one picks instead he he really killed us hmm. uh, and then finally yeah, one other guy you could imagine them going after it doesn't seem like the fit to me but bradley beal it was always in trade talks at this point so Watch for Bradley Beal's name to pop up as well. I think the Wolves would like to shop this for a big budget player who they will allow them to go into the luxury tax, and then it will allow them to have three max players on their team. It will cost the new owner a lot of money, but who cares? Because you, once you're there, it's a lot easier to stay there right? than to get there when you already don't have money. Exactly. Okay. So I think that their move here is going to be to go get the biggest piece they can 
And it might not end up being as exciting as we're hoping for, but I think that's what they're going to try to do. By the way, I definitely would have uh, preferred to have heard more on that than we have. <laughs> the ownership, the, the I mean, sale, yeah. I think these things just take a lot of time, and with and with the whole like bubble thing, it, it's thrown a whole wrinkle into everything. Yeah, as far as like budgets and, and money and no and all real that updates stuff. they can do besides an announcement. I'm so. gonna guess the Wolves will get it. I hope so. Yeah, I'd be cool with it. I'm hoping. I mean, Booker is the dream, but I don't think it's realistic. I'm hoping that we could land Ben Simmons. I don't even know if that's realistic, but that would be my Eric. You're and you're like a you're very pragmatic about these things. And while I think the number one pick is super exciting, I think treating that more of a as an asset than as a let's take a flyer, um, it, like that's something that Wolves culture has never done. And so I think maybe taking a little page out of Rick Spielman. And let's add more picks as opposed to one top end flyer mm-hmm. um, is right. is the right choice. So l- I I agree with what you're saying that that would be a buzzkill because it would be awesome to get this like transcendent player. I don't think they're there yep. at at the top. Ha- they could be. I think we, they, we they, just don't know. I, I think there are transcendent players there, but I think this year is going to be the hardest. For even, teams even more to know of a question mark than it's ever who been. Those yeah. guys are. Yeah, yeah that's it's, that's a good point. It's a it's a way bigger question mark. All the more reason to trade down. Yes, especially with no first-round pick next year. I mean, for this year, there's a couple things they could do wrong in my book, but this is a new group picking. This is new management, Rosas. So I just want to try to have faith this year and get behind whatever they decide to do um, because I know they know more than me. Well, he's clearly turning a page on the old guard for the T-Wolves considering like pretty much everyone's gone. Everybody's gone. Towns and Akogi are the only two left. Yeah, that's insane. Which is great. All right, uh, let's move on to another team who desperately needs to shake things up, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. They did not win their lottery. They ended up with the number nine pick in the draft. They desperately need a center. Anything, res- anything resembling a center. Yeah. The problem is, in the NHL, is that when you draft guys, you draft like 18-year-old boys who need to like go play juniors or college or something for like three years before they can even come to the NHL and make a difference. So... It's really hard to draft for need because you don't know what your needs are going to be in three years. That's and so you kind of just have to be like, who's the best player? Yeah. Defense? We have a bunch of defensemen, but will we in three years? We don't know. And so you just have to kind of guess and just take the best guy you can. I am not excited about it um, at all. Kaprizov coming is going to be really fun. And yeah, that's about it. They need to find a center. I think they're going to have to trade Matt Dumba in the offseason. Uh, if they want one. Yeah, apparently, uh, from what I hear, these centers are tough to get. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you have a good center, it's like your quarterback, and you don't really, they kind of stay on the same team. I think it's like, a, it's a, a, that's a good comparison, but I would say it's, it's even, it's like a, like a high-end starting pitcher. Yeah. Where once you get it, like, you hang on to it. Okay. As, as much as you can. So it's a tough need to have. Yeah, the one team to look out for is uh, Toronto. Toronto has been a complete disaster. They brought in, uh, they drafted, oh gosh, what's his name? I can't think of it. But they brought in Austin Matthews, they drafted. Okay. And then they brought in John Tavares from uh, the Islanders Islanders as a big free agent. So two massive star players. And then they have like Nylander and I can't even think of the other kid's name. But they have two um, 
guys, one plays wing, one plays center right now. They're making huge money. They don't know if they can afford all four forwards. They need help on D. Uh, Dumba trade might be perfect for a team like that. So it'll be fun to see what this new generation of Wild can look like. Um, I'm not going to get my hopes up. They're always really boring. I will say <laughs> I appreciate uh, way to finish. Bill Guerin had a press conference like a couple days ago, I think, or yesterday. And he was very honest and open about the struggles of this team. Like where, where, you know, Mike Yo and, and these other guys used to give the, well, you know, like, you know, they give you the runaround answers. And he was like, no, we need centers and we need to play better in these spots. Um, goaltending has been a disappointment. Like he was very frank mm-hmm. with the media. And I think the, the media was like some of the guys that were asking questions were just sort of like, uh, maybe probing a little bit and see what he would say. And I think he was, he was very forthcoming with the team's weaknesses, which is good to hear, right? That you feel like the, the GM is tuned in and not just giving you stupid canned answers. Cause those are boring. And I think hopefully this will be like a, a changing of the guard uh, for the wild. Cause um, it's been way too long coming and hopefully he can start building uh, a contender. Let's hope. All right, guys, finally, the Champions League final just happened. The best team in the world, Bayern Munich, thoroughly deserved well, well, to win this. The best team in the world definitely since the restart, since Project Restart. They were kind of uh, middling in the uh, Bundesliga prior to that, and then they just went on an otherworldly tear. I think they were they were in fourth or something, or third, coming up into the restart, and then they just beat everybody. They just destroyed everyone. Was it the best run through the Champions League ever? They didn't lose. Well, but it's different this year because there's only one leg. They they didn't do the home and away thing. I I think that they were down earlier in the year because they won the Bundesliga by 13 points. Right, but they ran away with it after Project Restart. They 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 just destroyed everyone and everyone else was sort of like playing middling soccer. Like they weren't, nobody was uh, like, uh, Bruce Dortmund was, was losing uh, matches that they shouldn't have. And I think, I think Munich ended up just running away with the whole thing. Yeah. So it has been really, really, really impressive from this team. Um, they haven't lost a game. I, I since January 11th, um, they've won like 20 some games in a row. That's they crazy. absolutely obliterated, um, a, plenty of really good teams chelsea chelsea well i wouldn't say we're a really good team but in the champions league but yeah we got killed a really good team in world soccer yes yes (laughs) barcelona they beat eight to two crush them they beat psg who's obviously the french champions one of the best in the world today the barcelona game was like an exhibition like it was like they were playing a, a second team it's crazy to see these big time stars go down like this i mean i Bayern has, you know, Lewandowski. They have a great, they have a great team. But they went through, they rolled through um, Messi, uh, Neymar, Mbappe. Yep. Just killed them. They couldn't do anything. They looked totally, uh, totally flat. Um, yeah, and so uh, Lewandowski. It's a shame because because of COVID, um, FIFA canceled the Ballon d'Or award for the best player in the world. Lewandowski would have most definitely. Won it this year as part of he can, he, he couldn't stop. Old. Is he old? Yes, he's like thirty five. But okay. he, he like literally couldn't stop scoring this year. Like everything he touched went in the net. It was he, unbelievable. He just turned thirty two. Thirty two. What's okay. funny is he was thirty he's younger than me. He looks kind of old. He was he was thirty when the season started, and now he just turned thirty two, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he dominated thirty five goals in the league 
uh, absolutely wrecked everything. And yeah, I mean, to me, Munich was the most deserving team. I mean, they they piss-pounded Spurs. They piss-pounded Chelsea. They destroyed Barcelona. They whooped Lyon. You know, just anything that they touched, they, they beat. So, you know, more power to them. Uh, lots of great players. And that was with a manager replacement <laughs> mid-season when they were not doing well. Yes. And you thought this guy was like, so they call him a caretaker manager, right? Just the guy to like see it through the end of the season and hope for the best for next year. If he does well, maybe we'll give him a look. And since that new manager took over, they were absolutely dominant. Yeah. Like, dominant. Man, last year's Champions League final, a lot more fun for me. <laughs> it turns out when your team is Liverpool in Liverpool was in it. It was Liverpool versus Spurs. We, we were at we went Brits. To, yeah. We went to Brits and I got a table and I also got a hotel room overlooking the screen. God, that was fun. I found myself really just cheering for a good game. Um, I don't really care about Munich or did we get it? PSG. No, no. we did not. No. It was dull. Um, it was a nervous PSG team. It was kind of a shame to see uh, Mbappe, who I know people really were having a go at Mbappe for this game, um, but the kid is 21 years old. He's one of the best players on earth. He didn't play his best game. He's been banged up and injured. Um, he hadn't even started a game um, before the the semifinals in weeks because of a a bad leg injury, so um, he struggled against the best team I think in the world at this point, and uh, he will win multiple is, UCLs. Is Neymar in the same conversation as Ronaldo and Messi? Because I don't like Neymar. I, think, I don't like how he how he rolls around. I don't really. Like I his think game. that Neymar. He seems very whiny. Un unbelievably good okay one of the best players in the world he just hasn't had the success that Neymar or I'm sorry that Messi and Ronaldo have had I would say he is historically will be remembered as a tier below those guys but still like one of the great Brazilian players to ever play you know one of the best players of a generation he's incredibly talented and it's funny because he will boss an entire game and he'll miss three chances at goal, but he'll be the best player on the field, and everyone will be like, Neymar sucks, he can't finish. And it's just like, you're just missing the fact that he is literally putting pressure on a team for 90 straight minutes. He's creating for every player on the team. He is getting chance after chance after chance. He's assisting things. He's great. And Munich really nullified him today, and it was it was a, a sight to behold. I mean, and, and not only that, like for all of those matches, then you have the one where he led the comeback, um, I forget when they needed like four goals in the last like 30 minutes of a match and he scored well, two of the, them. And, you and had then, the Atalanta game in the round before in the quarterfinals where they were down one nothing in the 90th minute and Mbappe and Neymar pretty much just dominated the last 10 minutes of the game and got two goals in extra time to, to move on to the next round. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. I hate when people are like, soccer, why don't they have playoffs? It's just like, yeah, your league, it'd be like if the NFL, the top four teams in the NFL got to move on to a bigger, harder tournament at the end of the year and play teams from around the world. It doesn't exist like um, that. Imagine the two teams. That they don't actually even broadcast. Like yeah. the, the NFC and the AFC champions get to go on to a bigger tournament the following year and play just as many big clubs from around the world would be incredible. I mean, it's awesome. It's so fun. I'm glad you came around, man. Like, like we, we maybe oversold like the hype of champions league, but then you 
had a team that won it. And so you realize like how big of a fucking deal this is like worldwide. It is. It's huge. It's huge. All right. All right, guys. That is all the time we have this week. We're going to be coming back with a Triple P, Purple Pride podcast later this week. So check that one out. Uh, Also, go back. Listen to our 400th episode, our screencast this week. It was great. And thank you guys so much for listening, as always, to the Northeast Podcast. Podcast.